Let's just pause to pray. Thank you, Father, for the truth of your word. We pray this morning that by your spirit of truth, you'll give us a deeper understanding of it and empower us to walk in the footsteps of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Remembrance Sunday is always a day of mixed emotions. We give thanks to God for the peace and stability that we enjoy in our part of the world. But we also feel the tragic loss of human life, which has been part of the cost of that peace. We acknowledge the sacrifices made especially by servicemen and women who lost their lives or their health in defending our freedom against tyranny and the freedom of others in Europe and various other parts of our world. We remember too the pain of their loved ones from whom they were taken away. And we can resolve to work together to build a more peaceful, stable, and just world. We celebrate the good that has been achieved at great cost, whilst remembering the evil which had to be overcome. And that reminds us that we live still in a world where good and evil are constantly in conflict, a conflict which is also reflected in our own lives. As St. Paul writes in his letter to the early Christians in Rome, chapter 7, verse 19, For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. I wonder, did that ring any bells with you? Evil. War, however unavoidable, even for a just cause, is part of the evil in God's world, which has become a battleground between good and evil. And that battle, as St. Paul reminds us, is a part of our lives too. And we may suffer as a result of it. Why does a loving God allow it? It's an age-old question, and there are no easy answers. But we do know it's the result of God-given human freedom to choose God's way or our own. And we're all affected by the selfish choices that we make and that others make. If we have faith in God, he will help us to overcome the evil in our lives and in the world around us. What he doesn't do is guarantee that we won't be hurt by it. Faith is not a magic umbrella to protect us from the storms of life. Not a case of trust in Jesus and everything in the garden will be rosy. Life certainly wasn't for Jesus himself. 
And he warned his followers that it won't be easy for them. It won't be easy for us if we follow him. But we will be able to face evil or disaster with God's love in our hearts and his strength in our lives for the fight against evil that we're called to in the world. Occasionally, some preachers claim that if we trust God and perhaps make a generous donation to their funds, God will make us rich, successful and happy, guaranteed. They do the church and the Bible a great disservice. It was never the teaching of Jesus that if we follow him, we'll have an easy life. He talks about discipleship as taking up our cross to follow him. For the past couple of weeks on Sundays here at St. Mary's, we've been following St. Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. And today, we read from chapter 2, verses 13 to 16, where he focuses on the suffering of these new Christians through persecution. One of the ways in which evil opposes the work of God in the world is persecution. But they and we have received Jesus, God's living word, and his message in our hearts. And so we're assured of God's victory in the end if we remain faithful. In the meantime, like Jesus, our example, we need to stand firm in our faith through hardship, trials, and even persecution whenever any of them may come. At the end of the last World War, we celebrated VE Day, when the last battle to overcome the enemy was victorious and peace was restored. As Christians, we look back to the cross and resurrection of Jesus, which is, in a sense, our VE Day. It started at the cross when Jesus won his great victory over evil, sin and death. It was confirmed by the power of his resurrection and it will be fulfilled by Jesus' return to earth at the end of time as we know it. And in the meantime, in many places in the scriptures, we're urged to keep watch, to remain faithful and to be ready for that day. Jesus has promised ultimate victory. We can stand on his promises to help us to stand firm. Just as those we remember today stood firm in spite of fear, danger, and the likelihood of severe injury or death. As followers of Jesus in the UK in 2019, we may at times feel marginalized or discriminated against by people who are anti-faith or even just indifferent. I sometimes wonder how we would cope if we'd had to face real persecution of the kind that those early Christians in Thessalonica had to face. 
And many of our Christian brothers and sisters face today and every day in other parts of the world, like Pakistan, China, North Korea, Iran, and Syria, to name but a few. And they face the loss of homes, livelihood, jobs, freedom, and threats of violence and death on a daily basis. Yet, they remain faithful followers of Jesus. We need to remember them often in our prayers and exert whatever influence we can to support them and to bring about change. In the meantime, we can at least offer practical help through agencies working to support them. I would suggest in comparison to their situations, we don't know what real opposition is on the grounds of our faith. That could change in the future. Would we stand firm following the example of Jesus? Would we be actually worth persecuting? In the meantime, we'll all have to struggle with what we might call normal, everyday trials and tribulations in our personal lives. Possible ill health, job losses, family breakdown or bereavement. God won't magically protect us from those things because we have faith. But if we stay close to him, he'll provide comfort, strength and encouragement. And when the battle against evil is finally done on Jesus' return to earth, he'll welcome us into his eternal peace and rest with the words, well done, good and faithful servants. In the meantime, like the Thessalonian Christians, like the brave service men and women we're remembering today, we are called to be faithful and to stand firm.